Nikolai, they're on to us. Uh, what do you mean, Bill? Well, here's the uh, FBI director. Give this a listen. The intelligence community's consensus uh, is that Russia continues to try to influence our elections, um, primarily through what we would call malign foreign influence. And of course, this is the Foreign Influence Podcast. I'm Bill. And one of us even votes, and it isn't me. I'm Nikolai. <laughs> That's right. I am over here. I could vote for this administration that, that has found us out, uh, our malign foreign influence here. How does that work? How do all those Russian people vote in the U.S.? Uh, hold on. So do they have to register? Is it like, can they send in a vote through mail? Oh, wait. Well, they use Facebook. Uh, oh, they use Facebook. All right. Yes. <laughs> all right. Yes. yes. It, is, it is the fount of all things in our democracy now. It is just that easy, isn't it? <laughs> Fantastic. Well, anyway, we are not Russian stooges here on the Foreign Influence Podcast. But I'm open to any reasonable offer. Uh, <laughs> over to some of 100,000 American dollars, please. Just, just send it to me either in Bitcoin or through Patreon. <laughs> you got this all mapped out. Yeah, we can't vote, though. Won't be able to vote. So sorry. That's true. That's true. Well, you can have a malign influence. You've at least got that going for you. Exactly. Working on it. Yeah. You know, speaking of malign influence, we uh, just can't get away from uh, the coronavirus and all the hijinks uh, surrounding it, of course, like everybody. Uh, but this week, a couple of things really struck us uh, all here in the U.S. for some reason. The health, sec uh, the health secretary has asserted control, Alex Azar, has asserted control over the entire uh, medical opinion process uh, here in the U.S., including the FDA, which presumably would have some authority over vaccines. Um, this makes me feel comfortable. Yeah, me and, too. And that good. sounds great. I, I wonder why other countries aren't doing this. I, it's just a terrific idea. You should just have some minister or something grab power over these institutions so that they can single-handedly control whatever medication goes onto the market. I think that's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially when there's no political motivations or, or anything. Right. None whatsoever, right? <laughs> at stake right now. No, we, we have a massive crisis in scientific, uh, in policy being guided by scientific principles, um, especially here in the U.S. Uh, it's really something else. And now apparently in this memo, he's taking complete control of it because, of course, President Trump wants a vaccine in time for the election. So is that really the reason? Because the conspiracy theorists on Twitter, that's what they're saying. That basically this is a power grab to allow Donald Trump to push through a half-baked vaccine that hasn't been properly tested, even though the pharmaceutical companies came out a while ago saying that they would finish uh, all the required clinical tests and evaluations before pushing it out on the market. Do you think that these people are right, that this might be the underlying motivation? Well, whether they're right or not, we'll have to see, but it is certainly my worry. I share that worry. Um, but, yeah, but but he won't have, will he have a vaccine to push through? Is it just like a sly political move where he could try to push something through and blame the Democrats or whoever else he'd like to blame for stopping it? Oh, is he playing four-dimensional chess? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Well, he has to. No, I don't think so. He has to. He's finding all those pedophiles, so he has to. He really is. You know, the QAnon people have his back, and and he has theirs, I guess. Ah, no, this is is really unsettling. It's um, really something else. And, you know, speaking people that have got their back, um, just to give you some context on how his supporters respond to scientific evidence on things. Um, really fun story uh, that came out of Utah, the state of Utah in the United States on ABC4. Uh, there was an anti-mask rally, um, and I would have sworn that it was like a Comedy Central, The Onion kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> when you hear some of this. So again, all credit to ABC4, but uh, here, let, let, let's play the first clip here. The flu kills more than coronavirus. Others calling the virus a hoax or stating that asymptomatic carriers simply do not exist and they cannot be forced to wear masks anywhere as citizens of the United States. If we want to wear a mask, that's fine. We can take care of ourselves. I believe him. I believe he can take care of himself, man. I believe him. I'm sure he gets dressed all on his own in the morning. He's a big boy. <laughs> <laughs> just and, and i think it's great to give like a platform to people who randomly claim that asymptomatic carriers don't exist i think that's a perfectly reasonable thing to do i don't know why this upsets you yeah it, just everything in <laughs> yeah i don't know why i'm upset i mean per- a little a little normal. kid being told to false to give out false information then an adult giving out false information um by the way, just everything in that clip basically was was false. Well, was that's just, just like your opinion, man. That's your truth. I mean, just that's true. I got to speak right. my truth. Yeah, speak and, it. And my <laughs> truth. <laughs> Keep it to yourself, though. Keep it to yourself. <laughs> Please don't hold a rally around it. Yeah, your uh, truth isn't any better than anyone else's truth, Bill. And certainly not those pointy-headed science, you know, sciencey types. Yeah, don't they listen don't to know. them. They don't Just know listen to on. the supreme leader. Exactly. All hail the supreme leader. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but one thing I want to talk about seriously at the end of that clip where he says, uh, you know, it's, it's, I can choose what I want to do, right? So, you know, normal times, I'm okay with people taking on risks to themselves, right? You want to take on a risky activity. If you accept the consequences of that risky activity, take the personal responsibility, okay, right? So, you know, if you want to go rock climbing or something and take your family even, maybe your little kids rock climbing and you all fall off and kill yourselves. Yeah, or like your mother-in-law, you know, I don't know, people. <laughs> whatever, <laughs> whatever you want to get done, <laughs> I'm fine with that. But the problem is, is you're in, in this case, is you're increasing the prevalence of the virus in the community. And your behavior cannot be tied to that fact. Well, so essentially, you, there's no personal responsibility. Yeah, that's why you shouldn't leave these things up to individuals to choose. I mean, it's just completely ridiculous. It's a minor inconvenience to wear a mask. Yes. Despite what many people in the West claim, right? Here in Asia, every everyone wears a mask everywhere, all the time. Nobody's dying because of it, right? And and you get used to it in a couple of days. It's a really a minor inconvenience, and it shouldn't be optional. Uh, I, I, yeah. I just don't understand why it's such a big deal to to just you know make it not optional. <laughs> I just to, I don't to, understand. To it. mask up. Yeah. Well, these anti-mask rallies are taking place in Europe too, right? 
yeah, people are are very concerned about their fundamental freedoms uh, when it comes to wearing a tiny piece of cloth in front of their face. Um, really I'm not sure they're worried about the right thing though, because this really seems to upset them. But like power grabs, uh, an executive <laughs> branch taking power over the FDA, stuff like that doesn't really seem to worry anyone. But wearing a tiny piece of cloth in front of your nose, oh, oh. man, oh. upsetting, upsetting, and especially if that power grab corrupts the vaccine development process, right? So, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think people are upset about the wrong things here, basically. They should be worried about what's happening to our democracies rather than yeah. about, you know, scientists saying, hey, you should probably wear this tiny piece of cloth in front of your face so, you know, people won't die. <laughs> I mean, yeah. just come on. <laughs> well, but you know, there's a bigger worry. Here, hang on. There's another clip from this rally. Oh, there's another one? Yeah. I'll tell you another reason I'd hate masks. Most child molesters love them. School administrators responding that they don't understand why crowds are protesting them. <laughs> <laughs> All right, hang on. Okay. I thought, uh, and there I was thinking they <laughs> primarily love children, Bill. <laughs> <laughs> that was a, an elderly woman who, uh, well, you heard it then. <laughs> wow. Most child molesters love them. Love them. Uh, I'd like to see the date on that. I, I would. <laughs> I'd like to see a Where's nice your science graph. on that, buddy? How many, how, how many child molesters did she interview? <laughs> well, what kind of model of mask did she present? You know, how did they evaluate it? Was it like a, was it like a five-point Likert skill? Was it just a binary choice? I mean, yeah. I mean, I'd like to know so much more. Well, we can try to find her. <laughs> if we could get her on the show. Like... <laughs> Also, most her. isn't very precise. Like, had she said nine out of ten child molesters love them, you know, that would have been a convincing argument. But yeah, most, I don't know, man. Well, and you know, we don't know if Jeffrey Epstein, right? We don't know what he thought of this. Maybe he was just handing them out on the private island of his, you know. <laughs> uh, maybe so, right? But to only to, you know. Have a to, mask to and a five-year-old, you know. <laughs> God, God only knows what went on. Anyways. This is this is the ocean in which we're swimming That's right now. That's crazy, man. That's the, there is so much crazy out there, but there always there has really been. Is. You know, you just <laughs> just it's always a bit up, upsetting when you're confronted with the crazy. But there's so much yeah. crazy out there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Wow. Yeah. Jeez, man, I I don't know. You know, though, I got to say, there are polls coming out right now on the vaccine that. Only half of Americans would agree to get a vaccine right now if it came out. And you know what? I'm one of the ones that wouldn't do it because I can't trust the process. Well, at least you could verify the process, right? But if it came out now, it would be sort of fishy, right? Because basically you would you would be going with a vaccine that is going against all the predictions from all major scientists and pharmaceutical companies. So if all of a sudden, somehow, magically, a vaccine appeared on the market like a like a pokemon <laughs> like, <right? laughs> an unexpected vaccine appeared um then yeah that's certainly reason to worry um but i think when it does come out i mean it's i guess it's up to anyone uh, to 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 fact check what's what's going on but i understand your hesitation i think in the current political climate in the u.s um that would definitely be a concern even, even though I think it's crazy, it has become politicized like this. I, I don't understand how it's become politicized. It's completely crazy. Everything's political. 
what was it, one or two episodes that we talked about truth and trust? I mean, just everything has gone down that path now. Right. Yeah, um, absolutely. Absolutely. And and that's a very scary thought. Did you see that Twitter is on fire with the new Netflix documentary talking about truth and trust, the social dilemma? Uh, I have seen it. I haven't had a chance to watch it yet. It's, but that, that's the central uh, yeah. message there? Well, it's basically the central message is uh, the way the way in which social media platforms uh, allow false news to propagate faster than real news, and um, you know how that influences society, and how um, things have become much more how how reasonable discourse has almost become impossible because people don't live in a shared reality anymore because they don't see the same things when they connect to the internet. Um, hmm. And there are some great examples there how in certain countries, like 90% or 100% of the news um, is basically on Facebook um, and oh. and the effects that that has. Um, but I think it, it makes a great case. Um, of course, all of it, I, f I find it interesting in the sense that it makes it understandable for people who don't really know what's going on with these platforms. Uh, and who don't necessarily have a tech background. Some of the parts of the documentary is somewhat annoying because there's a lot of acting. Uh, there's, um, I don't know why they felt the need to um, uh, act out some of the things that they're saying. <laughs> that was a little bit weird. Um, yeah, yeah, it's a little bit odd, but but the central message is quite interesting. It's it's yeah, the central premise is quite interesting. It's definitely worth watching, and hopefully it will be an eye opener to some people that no, you shouldn't be getting your news from social media. That's a bad idea, and you shouldn't only inform yourself through social media. That's a bad idea. You should form your own opinions and be able to gather data to back those up, right? Well, I'm sure the posts on Facebook, though, will go viral saying to watch this documentary and, and don't use Facebook. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> but it's all, I, yeah. I'm, sure, I'm sure that opinion will, will float around freely. Oh, yeah. Of on course, Facebook. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. We'll just yeah. go all the way up there. But uh, yeah, you should yeah. definitely watch it. Hey, you know, one thing that I got to mention, um, sticking with the U.S. for a little bit, U.S.-centric lately, my God, yeah. uh, is I do have to mention the, uh, the death of Ruth Bader Ginsburg, our Supreme Court Justice. Uh, this just came out uh, maybe 36 hours ago now. The notorious and RPG. Is, absolutely. Uh, this is going to be a little bit insidery baseball, perhaps. Uh, this is going to be very U.S.-specific, but this could change the balance on our Supreme Court. Uh, the Supreme Court has gained a lot of power over the last few decades to decide everything from law to social policy to all of these things and their lifetime appointments. So uh, and they're going to ram a new person through and uh, this could have a big implication. So hold on. So 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 what do they decide? Well, they technically just decide legal cases. But, of course, everything can be turned into a legal case. So uh, policies out of Congress, uh, policies by private institutions. Policy out um, of Congress? Really? Yeah. So yeah. So the Supreme Court in the U.S. Uh, can be used to challenge laws that Congress and the president pass uh, on constitutional grounds. Oh, so hey, if hey, but this is somehow. That's hmm? a really bad idea. Why, why, why you, isn't, doesn't that create like a de facto legislative body that it hasn't been voted in and is appointed for life? It can in certain cases. Yep. And actually that's the argument that conservatives had made for that's a long time. That's a super time. bad idea. That's super stupid. Why do you do that? Yeah. 
How did that? Uh, no, no, seriously. How did that come into existence? Who came up? I'm with sorry, that? sir. I will not have you challenging the wisdom of our founding fathers. Oh, the founding fathers. Right. Right. Yes. Right. No, yeah, it's, it's it's the way. So it wasn't kind of originally that way. Uh, early on in the, our history, it got settled on when the Supreme Court uh, decided on a couple of big cases, and everyone accepted it. So how uh, many of so these judges are there? Nine. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> Why does that make you laugh? How is that a good idea? It's <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> 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 now wait a minute! You must have superior courts. Yeah, it's a job. In, you, yeah, it's a job that you get hired for, and then you know you get a monthly salary, and then you <laughs> you go. Well, to they something get paid. Else. They're not doing it for free, but they're no. Not but like I mean, like it's not like yeah, but it's not like like it's something that you have to apply for. It's a job, Bill. <laughs> you don't get appointed. <laughs> you don't get appointed by the president, and it's really weird. I mean, okay, yeah. whatever. Yeah, no, I guess, I, I guess the closest thing that that I could compare it to is in the Netherlands, the Supreme Courts and stuff like that, where my mom was a judge. <laughs> and, ah. You know, for a while she did that for a while as a job, and there's a whole bunch of them, like thousands, or hundreds. Oh, I don't know how many there are. <laughs> well, no, there there are thousands of judges in the whole legal system, but the Supreme Court is only composed of nine. And once you have something decided right, in the right. Supreme Court, there's nowhere to go. Right. How many of those of those Rafe Kings were there in Lord of the Rings? <laughs> that sounds a lot <laughs> like that. And you know they do wear black. Right. Right. Just so saying. You no, might be on to something. No, but that's and, and and then appointing them for their until they die. That's that's really dumb. That's, I think that's where it's gone off the rails. That's yeah. yeah. Because now people are living, you know, well into their 80s. They sit on the court for decades. Whereas when this was first established, you know, people were lucky to make it out of their 50s. As much so as the president appoints them, right? And is there any pushback on the, how does that process work? He just gets to pick them? Uh, he gets to propose them. And then the Senate has to approve. And of course, the Senate right now is controlled by Republicans. And they are all about getting as many judges in there as possible. So they are going to blast it through before the election. And the contrast here is back when Obama had an opportunity before the election right. to install someone, Mitch McConnell, who is the leader of the Senate, he held it open for months and months and months saying nowhere in an election year should we have a, a justice approved. And now we're less than two months out and he's completely flipped the script. So it's right. you talk about power grabs. That is a raw, open, dishonest power grab. So what kind of things um, will they be able to decide? Like if there's any shenanigans, I'm not saying there will be, but um, on Trump's side around the elections, um, could, could they be able to protect him? Would they be able yes. to protect Really? Yep. They could just so say, back, wow. Like I said, this is, this is really insidery stuff for U.S. politics, but back in 2000, Bush v. Gore, I don't know if you remember, but it was an extremely contested election. Things were very, very tight. And the Supreme Court, the, it went into the courts. It went all the way up to the Supreme Court. They expedited the, the fact that they took the case, and they expedited the decision, and they said the count is over. And at that moment, that currently favored Bush. And so the Supreme Court decided the, the election of 2000. Oh, oh! So for sure, he's going to appoint a judge, right? Yeah, and then he's just going to say that the count is over. Um, yeah, potentially. Hey, hey you might want to rename this thing 
that you have going on that you think is democracy. You might want to call it something else. That's just a that's just a you know friendly suggestion from a it's European. Just, it's a, we we are in full on banana republic. Wow, that is crazy. Territory. That it's, is it's so crazy. Bad man. We're in a bad space. That's wow. I'm 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 honest. <laughs> I, I don't know what to say. Honest to God, I'm shocked because I can see all the ways that he could use this to uh, just to to stay in power, right? Yeah. So all of the things that I've been reading about him sabotaging the the, the post office and the, and now apparently mm. he has a foothold on uh, when to stop counting the election results potentially if he appoints another judge. I mean, it's just so obvious, right? Yeah. Wow. Like rushing a vaccine through. But for a certain percentage of Americans, they just don't care. Uh, or they believe the supreme leader, um, and meanwhile our institutions are being uh, demolished. I got to say, it doesn't sound very robust. This system, it's it's pretty. Uh, it, it didn't take much. Just one crazy guy. <laughs> yeah, you know it's interesting. That is what we are finding out. So we thought that we had a very robust democracy with all kinds of in-law checks and balances plus norms right. for checks and balances, and it's all just gone. <laughs> That's crazy! Wow, I'm I'm genuinely shocked and surprised. I had no idea, yeah, the kind of influence that your Supreme Court had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I guess now that I think about it, it could have implications for the world. Maybe it's not so insidery after all. Dang, man! Wow. What else is going on? Not much. <laughs> <laughs> or or are we in good news territory? I don't know. We might be in good news territory, sir, if there is any, right? You never know. Well, you know, while you hunt up a little something, I have got a piece of good news. It is the autumn here. This is my first autumn in six years, and yesterday we bought some pumpkins. Pumpkins? Really? Yeah. It was fun. Big ones? Yeah. You were always complaining about how expensive pumpkins were in, in Singapore. Yes, I was. They were. They were like 40 sing for a pretty good sized pumpkin so maybe 30 us we bought these for five wow yeah i mean uh, gosh See, always, that's good news you're always complaining about it you know sitting by the pool <laughs> <laughs> sipping your margarita gosh these Look, pumpkins man. were so expensive <sighs> <laughs> there might have been some of that yeah the heat came on in the house yesterday oh really did you have to yeah. turn it on yourself because you no longer have a slave living in, living in your house? <laughs> oh, jeez. Gosh. Well, these let's are, go to the good news because this is all way too depressing, Bill. That's no all way, right, there you go. That's Come no on. way to live. So the Pumpkins good news. Pumpkins are fun. They're good news. What else you got? Good news. Reading from the Good News Network on Twitter. Oh, well, that's nice. Apparently, the COVID death rates have been going down in the United States. Oh, that's, that is genuinely good news. That is genuinely good. good news. That's great. I like to see the numbers on that. That's great. Uh, this, this appears it's probably to be case fatality ad. rate. Yeah, I'm thinking probably. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, what yeah. about this? Grandmother, granddaughter, team, delight community with enchanting fairy house tours. I'm not sure what that is. Might be one of those people <laughs> who really likes masks. I'm, I'm not sure. <laughs> It may very well be. But we've been warned now, right? So it's on us to protect ourselves. So you know, if you're you're out in the the woods alone at night. uh, All right. And somebody comes by with a mask. Go ahead. Run. Kites of renewable energy generate wind power by flying through the air. Mm. 
All right. I like that. That's nice. Climate change is serious. That's good news. That is good news. All right. Well, we will go with that as our good news. That's it. For this week. Uh, Nikolai, you take care. You too, man. A mask up. Uh, I don't want anyone to suspect. But not if you're too close to a school. You gotta. (laughs) Oh, that's that's why we can't have them in schools. Good God. Okay. All right. Oh, come on. Good news. Good news. Good news. All right. Take care. (laughs) See you, man.